It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've downloaded the Buckeye Leaf Cast. With your host, Andrew T. Evans. With special guest, Chris Stefanik. But at any rate, anyway. six undisputed, eight overall. Oregon was zero, so um, sorry to hear about that, you know. Um, like you said, 0-9 oh versus yeah. Ohio State all time. Yeah. Meyer joins Paul Brown, Woody Hayes, and Jim Trussell as the national championship coaches at Ohio State. So, pretty nice company uh, there. Pretty nice company. That makes a nice little uh, Ohio State coaching Mount Rushmore there. <laughs> Just uh, Yeah, right? No doubt. He is the fourth face of the uh, coaching Mount Rushmore here at Ohio State. Nice. Right. Touche. Yep. So, um, this was Ohio State was playing in the designated national title game for the fourth time in 13 years. Wow. Not, not too bad. Almost uh, a third of the years. More, uh, you know, one in three, they're in there, basically. Um, well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. One and three, they were in there. So they're two and two Yeah, with four shots in the national title game. Yeah. So, um, now this was interesting. Ohio state and Oregon, you know, made history by being the first teams to meet for the football national title in a playoff format. Do you know who the first two teams were to meet in the first ever men's basketball tournament back in 1939? That would be, uh, Oregon and. And I think uh, some team from Columbus, Ohio, by the Ohio State University. Yeah, I mean, how weird is that? Oregon and Ohio State yeah. met, met for the first ever yeah. national championship game in the basketball tournament in 1939. Yep. So, And Oregon beat Ohio State. Dude, I think did you the have, score was like that, eight. That didn't need to be said. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't, but you know what? I'm trying to make some of those Oregon fans out there feel a little bit better. All right, all right. All right. So it was 46-33. <laughs> Oregon had that, that victory. So Ohio State joined six other teams as the Division One record holder for wins in a season with 14. So it was also the second time Ohio State has reached the 14-win plateau in, in school history, and that the other time being 2002 with the 14-0 national title. Ohio State's 13-game winning streak, it's the longest active streak nationally, so that's kind of cool. Crazy. Uh, this win allows the Ohio State seniors to improve their four-year record to 44 and 10. (laughs) 44 wins that ties these seniors with the seniors from both 2009 and the seniors from 2010 for the most wins at Ohio State in a four-year period. Wow. So those classes, each of them were 44 and 8 in their four years, the 2009 and 2010. But this this team tied them for wins. So I have a feeling uh, next year's seniors are going to smash that record. (laughs) <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> the future definitely looks bright. To well, look, we're looking at 12, 12, 14, and then next year they have the potential to go 15 and 0. So 12, 12, 14, and 15, um, that's even if they drop a game, they're, you know, probably, they're probably going to at least get 13 next year, which would be enough for them to smash it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. What else do we got? What else do we got? Um, well, let's six, talk. 
Meyer six and zero as an underdog. Of course, we never haven't mentioned that uh, while at Ohio State. Uh, Meyer is twelve and four in December and January in games since two thousand and three, his first season at Utah. So they're also eight, his his teams are eighteen and five on neutral fields, and nine and two all time in bowl games. Wow, including including three and zero in national title games. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> Under- so, uh, national championships. You know, our the uh, coach one, Urban F. Meyer, is um, is decent. You know, he's a pretty decent coach. Yeah, he's all right. He can. Uh, he's 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 okay at, at times. Yeah, how about how about uh, Ezekiel Elliott, second highest rushing total in a single season in Ohio State history? With yeah. uh, how many did he have? Like eighteen. 18- 1,878, I think, was uh, his final stat yep. total. One. Second only to the great Eddie George, who won a Heisman when he did his. Edward P. George. Now, I am going to take just a smidge away from Ezekiel Elliott's uh, rushing total this year and say he did have 15 games to do that, where Eddie only had 11. So he had four extra games to still get within, like, what, 80-some yards? Uh, or, heck, I think that was actually, like, 49 yards of of Eddie George's single-season record. But still, still, 1,800 yards in a single season, 15 games, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder what his yards per carry, because you got to remember, Elliott didn't get that many carries no, either. So, no, um, no, 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 he, he did not. I mean, it wasn't until I mean, even even uh, versus Alabama, I think he only had like twenty, or you know, he set the Sugar Bowl record with twenty carries, and I'm like, why does he only have twenty? You yeah. know, where where they were feeding Eddie, you know, John Cooper was just like feeding him. So now for Oregon, thirty six carries, they fed him, but they they, they figured it out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> until then, well, you know, if if you look at it, let's see, uh, Elliot had. A total of 273 carries, 1,878 yards. That comes out to an average of 6.879 yards a carry. So we're going to round up and say 6.9. Does Eddie had that? No, this was uh, Ezekiel this year. Now, Eddie, yeah, yeah, almost seven yards a carry did he oh, wow, have wow. this year. Yeah, um, Eddie. On the other hand, I don't know. I'd have to do some digging into that. But the defense was the shocker. They showed up and were crushing. And um, you know, first of all, you know, everybody was saying, "Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up!" Can Ohio State handle it? They didn't look phased at all. Now, part of that is the offense was just dominating, and they they weren't on the field a lot. But part of it also was just the defense wasn't allowing them to get first downs. And um, they, I don't know if you heard this, but they actually had two scout team offenses. So they would have one t- scout team offense run a play. The other team would be on the sideline getting the play and be, okay, you know, here's what you have to do. And so they would just run one team off, run the next one on, run that, and just kept back and forth. They would rotate these two scout team offenses. So they were getting, they were running plays with only like seven or eight seconds between them in practice with the scout teams. I'm like, that's genius to have two scout teams to just get them used to the pressure and getting lined up and, and and all of that. So when they came out, it was nothing. You know, I mean, Oregon was like putting like you know ten seconds, eleven, twelve seconds between plays. So like, yeah, we got this. You know, so hats off to the coaches for that because that was pretty spectacular. Uh, Tivis Powell, I've been you know critical of him. I, I love him as a Buckeye. The guy is a diehard Buckeye, and uh, you know I have nothing but great things to say about him as a person. 
as a player, you know, he's been kind of soft. I don't know that he's ever going to be like an enforcer that I would like to see at safety, but he was pretty, you know, he was relatively physical in this. I think that was probably his best game of his career. A nice time to step up and have it. Absolutely. Uh, he, he was given the defensive MVP after the game. Yep. You know, um, yep. he played a hell of a game. I mean, he was all over the place and he was making some hits too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guys I've been critical of, Curtis Grant. Really, he he proved me wrong. He I he came out and played really well. He stepped up those last three games, man. Yeah, he really did play well. I still don't know that I want to see him drop into coverage a whole lot, mm-hmm. but as stuffing the run when you're going against, which is you know what they ask him to do, and against yeah. Oregon, which is really Oregon beating you through the air is kind of like winning left-handed for them. That's real difficult for them to do. <laughs> yeah. So you you know they're they're like like Ohio State. They're really like a power run spread team, and. When Ohio State just shut down their run, they and they tried to pass. They just couldn't get it done. They couldn't pick up the third downs on you know third and long. They couldn't do it. But Curtis Grant looked awesome stuffing the run. I got to hand it to him coming in there. Um, you know the defensive line all the way across the board. There were ro- another thing about you know keeping fresh and not getting gassed. They were rotating players a lot at. Uh, at, at several positions, but particularly on the defensive line. I mean, as, as early as the second series. They were rotating guys in, like uh, you know, I saw Shut and Frazier in there on the second series. Uh, there was a you know a Munger sighting was in there. I think uh-huh. on the third series, third yeah. series, you know, I mean, these are yeah. guys that haven't played most of the year. Tequan Lewis was Lewis, rotating in. Yeah, yep. he's not as a guy who you normally only see in mop up time, but they had him in there. You know, like I said, Munger on the third series. Um, how often has he gotten in by the third series? Uh, maybe it's happened this year, but it, it's not happened a lot. So maybe in the Wisconsin game, because I know they were putting dudes in pretty early, you know, in that game, obviously to try and stuff Melvin Gordon in the Wisconsin run. But otherwise, yeah, I mean Donovan Munger throughout the year was not. I mean, all those dudes really you just named shut Lewis Holmes Munger uh, Michael Hill. I mean, these are guys that were not getting in stereotypically on the you know even the third or fourth you know, series of the game. I mean, they were pretty much, like you said, mop-up duties. So they did. They yeah, they, they seamlessly and beautifully uh, implemented the defensive line schemes, uh, you know, there at the tail end of the season to a T. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was not that many openings for Mariota to throw to. So the defensive backs defensive closed backs. it up. I mean, yep. uh, yeah, nobody was running free other than that one Marshall seventy-yard play where uh, I don't. There, somebody must have blown the coverage. I think they were blaming it on on uh, Powell. On Powell. Yeah. Uh, whether that's true or not, it did kind of look like it. If you watch the yeah. replay, it looked like it was his fault. But yeah. but you know that was a lot. Of, I mean, early in the year there was like three, four games, three, four passes a game where somebody was running free for you know thirty, forty, eighty yards. You know, I mean. It, Again, you know, I remember like after the Cincinnati game, we were pulling our hair out, being like, "Okay, we, you know, you could still win giving up three huge plays to Cincinnati, but there's some other teams on our schedule where that's not going to happen." So, you know, they really turned it around, and uh, you know, Chris Ash again. I've got to give him credit. The players, yep. Yep. Uh, just blown away by this defense. I, I love this team. What a fun team! You know, this this team has been fun as hell to watch. Young. <laughs> You know, look, look the MVPs. Zeke, Zeke got the MVP in the two playoff games. Sophomore Cardale got the offensive MVP in the Big Ten title game. Sophomore and the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Zeke. I thought Zeke had the MVP in the Sugar Bowl in the in the title game. I because thought... swear Zeke did. And Cardale got it in the Big Ten title game. But um, the defense is both Time both sophomores. Okay. 
Go Darren, ahead. Darren Lee, defensive MVP, Sugar Bowl, freshman. Tivis yeah. Powell, defensive MVP, national title game, sophomore. Uh, this team is it's not only as the majority of their their players. I think they I think they have fifteen or sixteen starters returning, but it's also the stars. JT Barrett, the Heisman finalist, freshman. You know, you know the majority of their players are back, and all the stars are back. I mean, this yeah. is this is amazing. I mean, the only star who might not be back is Miller, and he plays at a position where he's third string now. You know, so <laughs> I don't even know that it even that even matters. You know, I mean, that's who would have thought that like Miller leaving early would like pretty much have no effect on this team. You know, because he wasn't going to play anyway. Who would have thought that? You know, so excited. I mean, we're on the cusp of a dynasty. I really, I mean, honestly, Ohio State right now is the favorite to win the national title next year. Right now, the odds are out. They're they're number one with uh, six to one odds to win the national title. If they're not, then people in Vegas are stupid. I mean, they're blind, they're old, they're decrepit, they're ridiculously stupid. To have everybody coming back. Yeah, and and dominating in the last few Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Um, Just to let you know. Ezekiel Elliott indeed was the Sugar Bowl offensive most valuable player. So you were right and I was wrong. Yeah. Just to let you know. But at any rate... uh, Eddie George? uh Did you find it? Oh, no. I couldn't (laughs) find Eddie. I know. I'm I'm looking all over the record book. Well, they don't have like a yards per carry. You know, they've... Yeah, they've got rushing attempts per game. Um... Well, you know what, though? Hold on. Let's see. They do have rushing attempts in a season. Okay. It it does say that Eddie – well, here's what's weird, though, is they do have Eddie at 13 games in the the 95 season. And they didn't keep track of – Bowl games back then. Yeah, so... Uh, but I thought I thought they retroactive, retroactively... Can I speak? I thought they retroactively <laughs> went back and gave people bowl, yardage from bowl games. They, they must have, but... Uh, that's what's weird, though, is I thought Eddie had 1,927 yards in that 95 season. They did go... Did they did they play thirteen games? I think they did play thir- or uh, they did play thirteen games that year, but they did play uh, like that 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 bonus Boston College game because mm-hmm. that was still when you were only able to play eleven regular season games. But for some reason, like they gave Ohio State like a pass, like Ohio State and Boston College some special privilege to be able to play a twelfth game in the year. Um, so at any rate. So, well, how on Ohio State's have? official records book, this is their official website, official records book. It's got Eddie listed at 1,927 yards, 13 games, 148 yards a game, 24 touchdowns at 5.9 yards a carry. So, yeah. So, I mean, Zeke had a like you know almost a yard more per carry. So, Ed, you know, he did do it. In more games, but Eddie had more carries, significantly more carries. Yeah. So you know, I, 
Eh, you know, I mean, it's who had the better season. I'll take the national title and the national title game MVP and um, <laughs> getting well, Matt, there, getting there with a lot less carries and that victory over Michigan and on and on and on. So on and on, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, Zeke, Zeke has secured his place in folk legends of you know the Buckeye Nation for sure. Well, and, and here's a couple of uh, interesting stats to throw out to you as well as far as, as, as Easy es performance this year is concerned. Uh, his 246-yard game in the national championship now ties him for the third best individual rushing yardage in a game is concerned with the esteemed and honorable Archibald Griffin. Uh, and then what, he had 236 uh, against – or two. 30 against Alabama, which that ties him with sixth all-time individual game with the esteemed and honorable Maurice Claret and his... uh, Esteemed and honorable, huh? (laughs) Exactly. You're being awfully generous here. (laughs) His 220 um, actually gives him 11th place straight up all-time, sandwiched now in between... 10th place with 221 yards in a game, Christopher Wells, and he just passed by a yard to get 11th place uh, individual rushing game of all time, the esteemed and honorable Edward P. George. So his last three rushing performances give him top 11 individual games of all time in Ohio State history. He has got three of the top 11 single-game rushing records of all time. Now, to say record, but, I mean, it's in the books. I mean, they've got the top 16 uh, games listed here uh, in Ohio State history on their website. So he cracks those, – those last three games put him in the top 11 games of all time. Uh, once again, his 1,878 yards put him now second – Straight up all time, uh, he passed over Archie and Keith Byers in that national championship, uh, and Chris Wells to take over the second best rushing yards total in a season. Um, his, uh, yeah, I mean his six point eight yards a carry. Like I said, they don't have an official yards per carry stat for some reason, and if they do, I'm completely missing it, but that 6.8 has got to be like the best uh, average of all time, and that uh, his, what, 273 total carries uh, puts him tied for sixth all time in a season uh, with Raymond Harris and Timmy Spencer. Well, and here's something else to think about. He had four new starters on that offensive line with the fifth, the, the only returning starter switching positions, Taylor Decker from right to left. So, so no, but all five positions had a new guy at that position. This was the second youngest offense, or as far as like total number of starts, this offensive line had the second fewest starts of any offensive line in the country out of 120 Division One football teams. The only team that had less starts than Ohio State on their offensive line, Tennessee. Yeah. And he did that, yeah. running behind these young guys. So yeah. crazy. Cred- yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. This, this team, you know, which just says how crazy it's going to be next year. They only lose, the offensive line only loses Daryl Baldwin. So I'm, I'm 
very confident that Ed Warner will find a way to replace Baldwin. And because everybody else is back, it's going to be an even better offensive line next year. Um, I mean, speaking of this youth movement, sandwiched around the national title game before the game, they got a new recruit committed at halftime during the game, another kid committed. And after the game, another one committed. So within 24 hours, they got, they got three guys. You know what they were ranked? We're talking number nine player in the country. Huge commitments. The number 14 player in the country. Yep. We're talking overall, not at the position, not at the position. Right. Overall. So we had like the number one running back in the entire country, you know, number 14 overall kind of, you know, so there was number one guy, number nine guy in the country overall, number 14 overall and number 17 overall. Nine, 14. And seven. I mean, there's how many thousands of kids play football in high school and across <laughs> the nation? Thousands. They got nine, 14, three in less than 24 hours. So... You know, this is only going to get better from here. I mean, like I said, we're this is the start of a dynasty. The dynasty has officially begun, and the end is nowhere in sight. It's a, it's unbelievable what just even playing for a national championship will do for kids. I mean, they see Ohio State out there and the the the, the silvery shiny helmets and the 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 glare of the stadium lights bouncing off as the Buckeyes pop off of their helmet and just you know, just out there in the lights, and these kids are like, that's that's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. I want to be a Buckeye. I want to play for Ohio State. And like you said, there was one kid who was committing before the game even started. And then by halftime, one kid's like, all right, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm going to Ohio <laughs> State. You know I've seen enough. Yeah, I, I've seen enough. That's cool. All right, yeah, Ohio State, you're my, you're my team. And then after the fact, after they win, you know, that was enough to convince another kid. So, um, yeah, just unbelievable what Urban Meyer uh, is doing as far as the recruiting trail. Now, to throw something in, though, um, I, I, I've heard some rumors out there that Torrance Gibson, the, the, the high-profile quarterback commit from uh, Fort La- or uh, he's what, from Plantation, Florida, uh, he might be a little dancing on the fence. Like, he's still out there taking some visits. And, of right. course, that's natural. Even when a kid says, I'm going to go there, they're still going to go out generally, generally, and, and take visits elsewhere. They're not just going to come I've, in I've, and say that's it. But, right. but yeah, I've, I've read the kid's tweets, and he said, you know, Buckeye Nation has nothing to worry about. Uh, yes, I'm taking visits, but this is my only chance to get to do this. I'm gonna do, do you know take the opportunity to to see some some of the country while I get a chance for free. Can you blame a kid for wanting to do that? Yeah, I mean, why, I, I would I, if, if it's my kid, I would I'd tell say, him take all your visits. Yeah, exactly. Go. I don't care go. if you, you've already yeah. committed. Take all your visits. Be like, look, dude, it's a free free trip. You know, they wine and dine you. Well, I guess they don't wine you, but they dine you and <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they might wine you. I don't know. They show you a good time and you get to. You know, I mean, why yeah, not? You get to meet with other really kids. And, good time, you know. You know, and what what possible bad can come from it? You know, so I mean, if if if, if you're either going to realize that you made the right choice and it's going to just make you more firm, or you're going to, you know, maybe you realize you didn't, and that's a good thing too. Like, it, there's there's really no bad thing to do it if you're the kid. I right. mean, you should take all your visits. There's, there's right. just no reason not to. Yeah. Now, if you're if you know, if you're a fan of the school or the coaches. You know, if they do go there and then realize, start waffling, you know, that makes you a little nervous. But, you know, <laughs> he's saying that, you know, of course, he's not going to say, you know, you better be worried, Buckeye Nation. You know, <laughs> he's not going to say that. <laughs> I, but, I wouldn't you know, think so. But he, but he right. doesn't have to say anything. Yeah. That's the thing is he doesn't have to say anything. Yeah. And he's saying that and he's 
during the national title game tweeting, you know, my boys are getting it done. And you know what I mean? He's can't, you know, I'm going to be doing that next year and, and all that kind of yeah. thing. So now it, it should be noted that the one kid who committed, uh, I think at halftime, was that Kareem Walker out of New yes. Jersey? Yes. Yeah. He, uh, is not a commit for this year. He is a commit for next year. Um, and the other kid, yeah, yeah there was a sixteen, like sixteen, and seventeen. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Bruce Judson out of Cocoa, Florida. Uh, he's not. He's like a sophomore this year, so right. he still isn't graduating for another two years. So these aren't kids who are coming in this season. They, uh, like you said, Kareem Walker's next year. Bruce Judson will be the year after, um, and uh, as well as Sean Wade, defensive back out of. Uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. He's in two years, but but still, still, you, you know, these are kids who are high up on a lot of people's lists uh, right now. And uh, but that's good to hear about you know Torrance Gibson. I had heard a few things. Maybe Torrance was a little meh, a little iffy, but uh, I'm glad to hear that because let me tell you what, folks. This is a kid that probably will come in and be the next um, JT Barrett slash Cardale Jones, slash Braxton Miller. I mean... Slash Ted Ginn. Slash Ted Ginn. You sent me the tape on this dude about seven and a half minutes long, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to watch this. And by uh, before I knew it, the seven and a half minutes were up, and I was wanting more. Because, I mean, this kid just... I mean, the moves that he's got... Um, I, I, and he's a lefty. How about like that? like Michael Vick. It really reminded me of watching yes. Michael Vick at Virginia yes. Tech, where yes. Michael Vick would just make kids look stupid. Yes. You know, they would have the angle on him. That's the thing is, like Michael Vick, they, the guys would come up and they'd have the angle, and then all of a sudden he'd just be by him. You're like, what the hell just happened? He had the angle. How did he get by? You know, and it's just <laughs> yeah. he's just that he's got another gear. That's and this this is a special special athlete. I uh, I, I I almost with with Ohio State's quarterback situation. Okay, you know we've got the three guys coming back that are amazing. Stephen Collier, uh, you know that's I guess bringing them water bottles. They've got Joe Burrow, who looks like the next Joe Montana, you know, <laughs> Mr. Football in Ohio this no year. Kidding. Torrance yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're 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 favored to get the number one pro style quarterback in the country in the class of 2016. I uh, just saw that today. They already have. Um, I think he's number one or number two pro style quarterback in the country for the class of 2017. Danny Clark out of Maslin, and they just got this Bruce Judson guy, who's the number one athlete. Mm-hmm. Who's like who plays quarterback for his school? Yep, he's like a he kind of reminds me of like a more athletic Cardale Jones because he's huge. He's got a cannon, can can run and like bowl people over. I'm watching his tape as just a sophomore, and I'm like, well, this guy could grow into a tight end if he gets much bigger. <laughs> but but at any rate, um, I'm like I'm looking at you know how stacked they are for years out, and I'm like, you know what? Torrance Gibson would look awfully good at wide receiver. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't see how you could keep this guy off the field. I mean, he's got to at least be returning kicks or something. He's just so he, – it reminds me of Ted Ginn. You know, really, it's – or Michael he's, – he's more shifty than Ted Ginn, but I, I haven't been this juiced about high school highlights since Ted Ginn's film. You know, he's just this super freak athlete, and if he gets to, to Columbus, I don't know how you can keep him off the field, but – I don't know how you can play him at quarterback given the current situation, given the current depth chart. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, and, unless, you know, God forbid, Mil, you know, Miller goes to the NFL, Barrett, his ankle doesn't heal right and he's out, then maybe, you know, maybe Torrance Gibson's your number two. I don't know. And then you're just a cardinal injury away from him being the starter. But, I mean, I don't see that happening. So his only way to get on the field 
is at wide receiver or do it returning kicks or something. And I, I think they've probably got to do it, you know, because he's just too good. He's going to be a, a difference maker and you don't leave a difference maker as the fourth guy on your bench, you know. You know, I was uh, talking about uh, recruiting, and, and you're absolutely right. You, you know, a guy like Gibson, if he can play, you get him in there, and uh, you know, I, I I think you try and get him rolling early on because I, I personally do think he's the future. Um, but don't count out Joe Burrow because I tell you what, what impressed me uh, with Joe Burrow more than Gibson is his ability to throw. I mean, Gibson is 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 he's he's. I think a little bit better passer, believe it or not, than Braxton Miller. They might be on about the same level, um, but quite honestly, um, the way that that Gibson moves is just unbelievable. Um, but I, I, I think Joe Burrow's um, ability to throw is unbelievable, just unbelievable. But Gibson definitely has the, the athletic ability and the moves to be able to uh, – to uh, you know, make some dudes miss and look stupid, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, well, this is the thing: is Gibson may not even be the best quarterback in his class, let alone Cardale Jones, Braxton Miller, J.T. Barrett. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he's got some competition, then. and so you know, and like I said, those guys. By the time he would get a start, there's going to be other guys on campus. By the time he would get a chance, you know, barring a rash of injuries and transfers and stuff. There's going to be guys like Danny Clark, you know, and this Judson's going to be on campus. And this other, this guy, uh, I can't even pronounce his name. I want to say Guantanamo, but uh, they got some guy. They got, they're like, lead, I think he's the number one pro style quarterback in the country for the class of 2016, and he's leading for Ohio State. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he may, as crazy good as he is, we're so stacked at that position where at wide receiver, they're going to find a way to get him on the field. So, and he's going to make a huge impact. He's, he's going to be a Sammy Watkins type, Amari Cooper type, Ted Ginn type difference maker. Get him into the game. Put the ball in his hands. So That's all I'm saying. You're already writing him off at quarterback, and, and you're moving him to wide receiver. I just I, I don't think he's going to play in the next two years at, at quarterback. And he's too good not to play. I mean, okay, maybe you put him at wide receiver, and then when he, the depth chart clears up at quarterback, slide him back over. I don't know. Can you have him playing like dual, like in in the meetings with the quarterback meetings, so he's learning the offense, but like split well, time doing some meetings with the wide receivers and some. I don't know. Can you, I, that kind of stunts a guy's growth? But at the same time, if he's your best wide receiver, I mean, think about this. Let's say he's the best wide receiver on the team. Are you going to have him as your third or fourth string quarterback when he could be your number one wide receiver? <laughs> well, no, no, absolutely. I would say, yeah, I mean, let's not be stupid. Put him at a position where he's going to be able to make an impact sooner rather than later. My only fear is is that he's already stated that he wants to play quarterback, and that's the whole reason why he's coming to Ohio State, because a lot of other teams out there were wanting to bring him in as a tight end or a wide receiver, an H-back, da-da-da-da-da. And he said, no, I want to play quarterback. And Herb Meyer said, okay, we're going to give you a shot to be the next quarterback, or, you know, big-time quarterback, at least in the next year or two after you come in, to be a quarterback. If they put him at receiver, is that going to put a salty taste in his mouth? He's like, you know what? Screw this. You said I could play quarterback. I'm not going to go out there and play wide receiver, which I think would be dumb if he did think that. But just because of the fact that he's already stated, I want to be a quarterback, and then they flip him to some different position, would that put a salty taste in his mouth and make him want to leave? 
Well, here's what I would say to the kid. I would say, we're going to give you the chance at quarterback. We promised you that. We're going to give you your chance. Start off at quarterback. Let him see the depth chart situation. And maybe, you know, if there's an injury, if there's Miller goes pro, all these things, he might be the number two guy. And in which case, leave him at quarterback. Because, I mean, we've seen sometimes you need sure. more than one right. quarterback. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we, We're kind of familiar with that scenario of needing more than one quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, if he's the number two guy, hey, you know, keep him there. But if, if he sees – if he's not the number two guy, if he's three or four or whatever – and then I would approach him and I'd say, hey, you know what? We promised you you'd have a shot at quarterback. If you want to stay there, that's fine. If you're interested in seeing the field this year, but I'm just going to let you know, you're going to redshirt. If you, you're not going to play. If you want to see the field this year, you're welcome to move to wide receiver. And we'll even entertain, you know, you, you can do the split position thing where you're going to like, you know, you're alternating between wide receiver meetings and quarterback meetings and you know you're doing a little bit of practice at both we'll let you do that you know and that way it keeps the door open um you know if something happens we could switch it back so i you know i would just put that out there and then what happens is you let the kid decide he sees the writing on the wall hey i'm not going to play or i'm not going to play soon these kids all want to play right away they don't want to and then it's his decision and he says put me at wide receiver and then once he's at wide receiver and he sees that he's splitting time there and that like this is really a shot Pretty soon he just says, you know what, I'm just going to go to wide receiver meetings. I'm a full-time wide receiver. Forget it. You know, I could totally see that happening, and it's his choice. It's not the coaches never – they just gave him the option. So, uh, you know, I, I seriously doubt if they say you can redshirt as a quarterback and you've got your shot or you can play right now as a wide receiver, I'm betting he takes he's, – he's, you're going to see that boy catching touchdowns. Well, and let's – Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Let's turn let's, him into the, uh, the next Terrell Pryor where he's catching touchdown passes, a la 08 uh, Fiesta Bowl there when Todd Beckman hit him in the end zone. I mean, oh. he's he's certainly got the size. I mean, he may not have the, the weight. He's only like about 195, 200 pounds, which is not small, but at 6'4", it's a little skinny. He, he, he's he got a, probably a couple more pounds to kind of put on to bulk himself up. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, agree. I, 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 just, I just hope that if they, you know, if they do something like that, that they don't, you know – that he doesn't just kind of get a little pissy about it and decide that he wants to, you know, transfer. And then they lose out on an opportunity to either A, have a, you know, a great quarterback or, you know, B, I just don't, have I just a don't think, quarterback. So. Yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, Meyer would do that to him, though. Meyer's not going to, like, break his word to the kid. If Meyer gave well, him his word, exactly. yeah. which which all by all accounts, Meyer gave him his word, will give you a shot to win the quarterback position. Sure, absolutely. So... He's not going to he's going to give him a shot, but he's, you know, that doesn't mean that he's that means he will never be a wide receiver. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. I mean, if he gets his shot and they're like, "Well, kid, you're like fourth on the depth chart like you said," or "Hey, you can have an opportunity to come out and see some time on the field as a freshman or, you know, what have you, uh at the wide receiver position, at least get a little bit of time out there, you know, get your get your game face on every now and again." Um I think that would absolutely benefit him greatly. So, you know, let's 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 hope some sort of scenario works out to where Torrance Gibson stays, essentially. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, sir. The, the ideal scenario 
is these other quarterbacks are amazing. You know, Joe Burrow is is, is the second coming of Steve Young. And <laughs> who and that, lofty it, expectations already? Yeah, and Torrance Gibson is the second coming of you know Sammy Watkins or <laughs> Ted Ginn or whatever. You know, pick your choice. So right, that's that's the dream scenario. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope the dream stays alive. And right now. I think I'm still dreaming, Chris, because I'm not sure exactly if it is set in that Ohio State is officially the national champions of college football for the year 2014. Yeah, my advice to everyone listening, enjoy this. Savor it. Oh, my goodness. This is, you know, they don't grow on trees. You know, no, we, they don't. Uh, 2002, that was, or, uh, that was 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, yep. the, the, the title game was in 2003, there, so yep. it was actually... You know, it's been 12 years since we had a last one. And you know what? In 2002, they were saying, oh, next year was supposed to be our year, so we're going to get two in a row. And look, it didn't pan out. So, I mean, everybody's saying that, oh, look, we're one or two years away, so this means we're going to win two or three in a row. You know, these kids are all freshmen and sophomores. We, we got this the next two years. Yep. It, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. We might not see another one for another 12 years. We might go another 30 years. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean God forbid, I mean, Urban Meyer could, like, could have a freaking you know mental breakdown and retire tomorrow, and the program's in disarray. Yeah. You just don't know. You you are never guaranteed tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen uh, from one day to the next. You're absolutely right, Buckeye fans. Savor the flavor because there is no guarantee that Ohio State will win the national championship this year. And I, I mean, just to have won it this year was was absolutely astounding, mind blowing. You and I, we have talked week in, week out, you know, this whole season. And for them to have done what they did, honestly, all the adversity that they faced, I mean, just everything about this team. And just even speaking beyond, uh, you know, college football and winning the national championship, I mean, just, you know, I mean, granted, most of it was football-related what this team went through with Braxton Miller and Noah Spence and Jamal Marcus and JT Barrett and then Cardale comes in. and But, I mean, you know, the death of, of Costa Cara George and, and, you know, just the fact that they're running on a third-string quarterback and Cardale and, and you, heck, you just go behind the scenes and, and hear about his family life and what he grew up with. And, you know, a lot of these kids grow up in the similar situation. You know, yeah, they're in yeah. downtrodden, you know, homes, uh, practically dirt floors. They don't know when their next meal is going to come. They got, you know, gunshots going off late at night. They're trying to study and, and go to football practice and all this. And, you know, the fact that Cardale, I think he has truly grown up, especially with that announcement yesterday, um, that he wants to come back uh, to play football at Ohio State because he didn't need to. I mean, he pretty much was assured, I think, at least a second, maybe third-round pick. I mean, some people were saying yeah. late first round, yeah, for Christ's yeah. sakes. So the fact that he says, I want to come back, I want to try and get my education because I believe that can take me farther than my football career, I, the kid's done a lot of growing up just within the short amount of time that, he, that he's been here. I mean, just a short amount of time between that tweet he sent out with, why do I have to be here for class? I'm here to play football. And now the kid's saying, I think my education is going to take me further than my football career. I think that speaks volumes to what the kid uh, has been through and, and has done a lot of growing up since then. But um, absolutely, you're right, brother. This has been a, a magical ride. I am so just still ecstatic um, that this has happened completely blowing me away and uh you know like uh, i said a couple of podcasts ago when we got done after the uh after the the michigan game 
you know, before the, the Big Ten championship game, all that stuff. I'm glad that uh, I was able to share it with you, brother. This has been uh, this has been unbelievable. And for us to be able to sit here and recap a national championship win has just been nothing short of absolutely awesome and, and, and miraculous. And uh, once again, brother, I thank you for coming along with me on this uh, this magical carpet ride, brother. I feel like I've probably been back in the late 60s, whatever they were talking about, magical carpet ride. Whatever they were doing, that's how I'm feeling right now if you get my drift. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's been it's been awesome, brother, and I thank you, uh, thank you for, for coming and doing this with me, man. It's been awesome. Oh, it's been my pleasure, and thank you. It's, I've really enjoyed it as well. What an amazing season to to start this podcast on! Hey, you know what? We're we're the good luck charm. You know, it's on, it's on us. That's you know, it. Buckeye Nation, Buckeye Nation. You That's can thank it. you can thank you know the Buckeye Leaf cast. You know, <laughs> um, you know, twelve years before this, no Buckeye Leaf cast, no That's national right. titles. Right, Buckeye Leaf cast, national titles. So there you go. Tell your friends. Nope. Tweet it out. I, you you just said it. We've got to keep uh, broadcasting the Buckeye Leaf cast, and that's just all there is to it. <laughs> all there is to it. Well, before we sign off for one last football-related Buckeye Leaf cast, Mr. Stefanik, tell everybody out there, tell our esteemed one listener where he or she might be able to catch some of your other uh, work that you do. Right, right. So I do have another podcast. It's called Choice Conversations. And there is lots to talk about, even with the football season ending. So um, come check it out. So if you just do Google Choice Conversations, the first several links should be me. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me there, Choice Conversations Podcast. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is Choice Convo. So C-O-N-V-O, Choice Convo on Twitter. So check it out. I'd love to have you as a listener. Right on. You can check me out on Twitter as well, at O-S-U-A-E. You can also hop on Facebook and check out the College Pigskin Podcast page, where you can get your updated fill week in and week out of everything happening in college football, including national championships from The Ohio State University, any other crazy football news that may be going on, as well as downloading this edition of the show, as well as any other previous podcast. Visit my website, www.andrewtevans.com, to download Download this edition of the show as well as any other previous podcast too. Christie's Cleaning Services LLC. It's not clean until it's Christie clean. Visit her Facebook page at Christie's Cleaning Services LLC. Also, for some of the sweetest treats and delectable delights that you could fit into your mouth, visit Baker House on eight. That's B A K E R H O U Z. The letter eight O N. Dot com and I think that about does it, Chris. Man, I'm kind of sad here. This is this is it. This We've is the got last to time do. we're going to talk we, we, football. But I mean, hey, the Buckeye Leafcast does not die with the football season, folks. Just remember that. We got signing day coming up, though, so that's kind of a uh, football related. If you don't, hey, we, we got, we've got to do a signing day. We've we've yeah. got less than what we've got uh, about two and a half three weeks yep. until yep. signing day, something like that. So you're absolutely right. We got signing day and. You know. uh, Hey, we still got a basketball season to talk about. Team may not be playing as well as, as some people would hope. But, oh, they uh, just hammered Michigan. They just hammered Michigan. What a way to cap off the <laughs> national championship in football. And that's the very next night beating Michigan in basketball. Yeah, a win over Michigan is great regardless of the sport. Yeah, I but Michigan's it. good, too. So that was, you not know, bad, they hammered them. So. Yeah, they did. They, they, they laid it to them. So, um, well, there you go, sir. Once again, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me and entertaining me and schooling me at times 
giving the uh, listeners out there some informed, uh, some great information, keeping them informed, and um, just having a great time overall, man. It's been a blast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Let's leave them like we always do. OH! IO! Go Bucks! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.